Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with the vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Manifest. Today's guest is therapist and author Janelle Dossey, who decided to use her voice and experience to build generational mental health and wellness for mothers. Janelle's desire to help mothers find their identity, address mom's shame and guilt, and overcome postpartum depression and anxiety led her to write The Mommy Makeover, a book that empowers mothers to live a fulfilling and meaningful life. I'm excited to actually talk about this with Janelle because I'm not a mom yet. However, I am all about living a fulfilled and meaningful life. So Janelle, it's a pleasure to have you join Les Manifest. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and just talk. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, when I, when I, first of all, we met on Clubhouse. So let's acknowledge that. Yes. Shout out to Clubhouse. Right. And we were on stage. And when you started to share your story, I was like, oh no, girl, we need to connect offline because there's a story to be told. And I am super happy that we're having this conversation and it will be, you know, I believe it will be empowering for those that are either in the same position as a mom that's that's struggling or that is um, looking for ways to to overcome. And then for those that are also like myself that are um, expecting. Well, let me not say I'm not pregnant, but (laughs) (laughs) for those that are looking forward to mommyhood. Right. So so I think that the conversation will benefit all of the above and, and for dads too, right? Cause dads oh, are partners. So mm-hmm. they need to know how to be, um, I would say aware of some of the signs or even to be, to, to anticipate some things that could possibly happen. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get started, quick reminder to our listeners to leave their five-star reviews, which are greatly appreciated. And for you to share your comments, feedback, and all of the goodness that this podcast brings you in that review. So don't just give me a five-star review, although I appreciate those too. I want to hear what you have to say. And plus, guests like Janelle, they want to hear what you have to say too. So now that I've said that, Janelle, we're going to have some fun with the customary quick game of this or that. Have you played this before? I actually have not played it before. I've heard it before, but I've never played all right. Well, this is your first time. And, you're, you know, this is a lot of firsts right now. So your first time on Less Man to Feast, your first time playing a game. You know, yes. like, I'm feeling it. Right. Um, <laughs> so the premise of the game is truly to just say whatever comes to mind and for you to have fun with it. This is going to be the easiest thing that you do because you don't have to think. Right. You just have to say. Okay. That that being said, it's a game that moves fairly quickly. So I am going to get started now if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. The first one, ice cream in a cone or dish? In a cone. Car or bike? Car. Sausage or bacon? Sausage. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Peloton or elliptical? Elliptical. Big city or small city? Big city. And I was like, and you're from Georgia, so I'm, I'm like, can't wait to get into that a little bit more, too. <laughs> Pencil or pen? Pen. And the last one, surprises, yay or nay? Yay. 
yeah, I'm, I'm here for a good surprise as right. well. <laughs> I'm here for that. So, Janelle, as we get to know each other more, I want to know, besides mother, therapist, and Georgia Peach, mm-hmm. what three words would you say best describe you? Um, I would say outgoing, talkative, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a good friend. I like that like that. And I guess this is partly why you created this book. But again, we, we, we're going to get there. I'm like, but I feel like that was a nice buildup. Right. We're, <laughs> we're building, we're building. So, you know, speaking of being talkative and outgoing, what would your advice be to your 16 year old self? Were you always talkative and outgoing? Yes, I have always been talkative and outgoing, but the type of person that I am is, I'm a very one-on-one type of person. So for people who are closest to me, like I can't stop talking, but if I'm like in a group setting, I like to be the observer. I like to listen. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to be the center of attention if it's like in a big group setting. Now, if I'm with my girls, then I'm probably going to be the most talkative out of the group. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, I've always been outgoing and talkative. So what advice would you have given to, or would you give to your 16-year-old self? So the advice that I would give my 16-year-old self is to not limit yourself. Um, I think that for me as a 16-year-old, I was kind of going with the flow of life of what was expected of me. So that meant, you know, graduate from high school, go to college, but I didn't really have too much of a plan after that. Like, and I think a lot of, um, a lot of us kind of have that game plan of like, okay, you graduate, go to college, be successful. And there's no like in between. And so I I would, the advice I would give my 16 year old self is to, uh, dream big and don't pigeonhole yourself because there's so much out there in life that it provides. So Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I would tell myself. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Don't pigeonhole yourself. Definitely dream big and expect the unexpected. Um, because <laughs> whew, when life comes, it it can it can come in yes. so many different ways, and you just have to be open to to everything because you just never know mm-hmm. how how things are going to progress. But one thing I noticed is that on social media, you are big on stopping mommy shame and judgment. Yes, and I would, I'm like, is this one of the reasons for writing the mommy makeover? Tell us the journey that led to this book. So, um, since becoming a mom, um, so my daughter's three, mm-hmm. um, around the time that I had her and then, um, I would start seeing clients. So I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. So, um, you know, clients will come in and, I would have a lot of moms that would come in, but it didn't really hit until I became a mother myself. Mm. And so as they were coming in and sharing their experiences of that transition from not having any kids to now having kids or just having uh, multiple kids in the home, the difficulty in keeping their identity Mm -hmm. and um, maintaining who they are at their core. And so, you know, as they're talking, I'm like, you know, I can totally relate to this. And what I started to realize was that moms and parents in general just didn't have um, a lot of tools in place to maintain themselves. So, you know, there's a lot of parenting books out there, but it's very focused on how you parent the child, but no one is 
helping the mom with right. maintaining who they are as women. It's just, oh, you have this child. That means you should give up all of who you are until that child leaves the house, which is unfair in my opinion. Um, and I, I also had mothers who came in when their kids were, you know, in college and they're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Wow. Yeah. Because you just lose so much. You get so involved and so wrapped up in the, ch- in the child's needs. And if you're a wife, you get wrapped up in your husband's needs and then you just completely forget about yourself and you put yourself last with, while everyone is, fir- is, is first. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to kind of switch that belief to where, yes, as a parent, yes, you do sacrifice things, but that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your needs and your wants. Yes, you'll sacrifice your time. Yes, you sacrifice your body, <laughs> you right. know, things like that. But in terms of what you need and what you want, I don't believe that you should entirely sacrifice those things. And so that's the premise of the book is uh, just talking about how to maintain who you are at your core in addition to being a mom. Girl, let's talk about the sacrifice of the body. I have um, some friends who, you know, they're new moms, and that is something that no one really talks about. No one really talks about the fact that childbirth, while it is beautiful, it is also one foot in, mm-hmm. like one foot in the grave, one foot still, you know, <laughs> living because childbirth is hard. And then mm-hmm. what happens after the childbirth is harder. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like it just magically gets better. And I think like sometimes people don't recognize that it truly is a sacrifice of your body. Your body goes back. Well, some people's body, they're like, I don't have no snapback. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to snap back. Like moms are feeling it. And I think there's a lot of um, pressure, if you will, for them to kind of just act as if, all of the, the the pain and the trauma that the body had gone through was just so beautiful and great. And, you know, you just have to smile through it and just be so happy that you have this blessing of a baby, mm-hmm. not realizing that it's traumatic. Childbirth is traumatic. It's very traumatic. After I had my daughter, I told my husband, I feel like I just ran a 10 mile marathon. Like oh. that's how much my body was just in physical pain from just like the, the, the labor of it all. Like it's, it literally felt like a workout <laughs> yeah. and, and then, you know, we're not going to even talk about the actual process of it. And so for those who may have had a C-section or had a vaginal birth, like that in itself is extremely traumatic. And like you said, people are expecting you to just get up and go. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like for me personally, I don't know if this is TMI, but <laughs> I didn't realize how much um, of your vaginal mu- muscles were needed to stand up and sit down. Oh, girl. And I've so, heard stories yeah. about people saying to me, one of my girlfriends has said to me, she can't even laugh anymore. Yeah. In the same manner. She's like, I laugh and it's a little drip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> because of, you know, being pregnant and the pressure that was placed on her, um, her bladder so often, she's mm-hmm. like, it, it just never went back. Right, exactly, exactly. And so people don't have those conversations, um, even for women who've had C-sections, like one of my friends. Um, so when she had her C-section, they did not tell her that because they had to cut into her, they had to take out all her organs, that she essentially had to teach her body to reset itself so that way she can learn to go to the bathroom again. Wow. And it's like, wait, when she told me that, I'm like, wait, what? And right. she's like, yeah, but we don't have those conversations. So, yeah, 
No, those are the conversations that we need to have because yeah. those are the things that people should be aware of. You right. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's better to possibly um, overshare versus undershare mm-hmm. in a lot of circumstances because there are so many people that are afraid of C-sections mm-hmm. and they don't realize that you know, sometimes they have to, they have to, because of their body, yeah. the, the way that, you know, everything is set up, they have to do it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then there's so many risks with even that. And knowing that all the organs came out of your friend and she like, what? Yeah. People need to talk about this. Exactly. About this. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, again, trauma, right? So, exactly. So- yep. 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 And so when your body is going through so much and then there's this added expectation of, oh, you're a mom now. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? You know, right. what does that mean to my mental health? What does that mean to my emotional health? And how do I even make that adjustment into mommyhood? Um, right. Because, I mean, the first night of my of my baby um, being in the hospital room with us and she's crying and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know what to do because I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. And so like, we were expecting like the nurses to come in and be like, Oh, so this is how you rock the baby. This is how you, you know, like they taught us how to swaddle her, but it was like other things where it's like, I have questions, but no one's here. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, as, as you're like going through your experience, there are like a ton of questions that you have about, what you're supposed to do as a parent that you may not necessarily get the answers or know the answers to. And so then that's when a lot of the mom shame and guilt starts to come on you because you're hearing so many outside opinions telling you like, oh, well, like, I don't know if you saw my video about like, well, I would never do this or I would do this. And it's like, am I making a wrong decision or am I making the right decision? And so a method that I, I tend to t- tell my clients and even for myself is sometimes it's not about right or wrong. Sometimes it's just about what's best or better in that right. particular situation, in that moment. Because if you go into it with the right or wrong type of attitude, then that's when a lot of the guilt comes on because, and that I thought I did the right thing. And then you find out, no, that wasn't, that wasn't the, the, right, thing. the right thing. And so you start feeling guilty. But if you tell yourself, no, I thought that was the best thing in that moment, but now I've learned from it. And now I right. realize what is better for me to do. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, and unlike, unlike other aspects of life, you can't really beg for forgiveness when it comes, when yeah. it comes to raising a, a child because, uh, you know, people are going to be definitely looking at you like, this is your seed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I do have friends who, you know, and even my sister, um, who have definitely felt that, that, um, uh, if you will, mommy guilt mm-hmm. because of the fact that, you know, not only having to go back to work, but also sometimes when there are things that they would want to do mm-hmm. with their children, but then there are other demands that they do have to make sacrifices for mm-hmm. in order to provide for the children, right? So they feel guilty about not being able to spend time with them or not being able to um, give them something that they they may want, mm-hmm. not necessarily something they may need, but sometimes it's just a want. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's some guilt associated with that. And to your point, no one tells you the right or wrong. I mean, you do have sometimes, if you have good family and friends yeah. that 
are supportive. They will help to guide, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which, is, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But no one really tells you the right or wrong way of raising your particular child because every child is different. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, but I'm glad that you have taken your experiences and you have put this now into, if you will, a how-to, I would say, or more like a guide. I will call it more so a guide. A guide. Yeah. A guide of how to, uh, how to keep yourself, you know, in the midst of all of these changes. Um, because, okay. So the name of the book is the mommy makeover of the mind. And, you know, mommy makeover, mommy makeovers are huge in terms of the physical aspect, because as we talked about with sacrificing your body, you know, we're like, I want my body back. Like I want, I want it to look how it used to look for some women, Mm -hmm. not all women. And so while that is, you know, some, for some women, that is something that they like to do. I started to think, well, what about, what about our mental space? Like we need to make over our minds as well. So in the book, I talk about, um, you know, the fat in your life, which is um, false antagonizing thoughts. Um, or frequent anxious thoughts. So what are ways that we can decrease some of the fat in our lives? Um, And so I talk about that. I talk about the SAG uh, that we experience, which is shame, anger, and guilt, and ways that we can get through that. Um, And so um, that is, you know, a, a lot of of what I talk about in the book, because those, the fat and the sag in your life, those are the the mental and the emotional hindrances that we have to fight through. So that way we can be our best selves. And if we're, if we're our best selves then we can be our best selves for our children and then they learn from us. Mm-hmm. And so like for me growing up, like I probably saw my mom cry maybe once or whatever. I encourage people, let your kids see you cry because they can see the human in you. And they know that, okay, mom isn't perfect. Mom isn't, doesn't have it all together sometimes. But with watching her cry, I can also watch how she grows from it. I can watch the mistakes that she made, but I can also see how she recovers from that versus trying to put on this false facade of I'm super mom and I got it all together. Oh man, the super mom title. I think that it, (laughs) I feel (laughs) <laughs> that that's a title that's so hard to maintain yes. because there's so many things that happen that will challenge it every single day. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes this whole anxiety driven mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, because you can't keep that up. You cannot yep. be super anything. Nope. Um, and, and I think that that's one of the things about humans in general that mm-hmm. we often forget that none of us are perfect, but we're progressive. Exactly. Right? Yes. So we are getting better, but mm-hmm. or we should be getting better. But this notion of being like superhuman and super mom and super dad or yeah. super anything. Yeah. I'm like, come on, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Because yeah. That is hard. Yeah. That is hard. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I completely agree with that. I'm not I'm not really into the super mom title because of that reason, because it creates a false expectation and then what happens when you fall short. Right. So yep, I completely agree. And then when you fall short, who picking you up? Exactly. Not them kids. Not them kids. Like mom. <laughs> right. So yeah, I agree. And you know, you said something just now, and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, I have. I I remember as a child, I didn't really see my mom cry either. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, when people passed away, definitely mm-hmm. saw, saw tears then, but didn't really see her crying. And I feel that she was trying to maintain the strong persona, yep. you know, mm-hmm. like she didn't want us to see it. But I agree with you. I'm like, if she would have cried more, I definitely would have been like, girl, I get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with crying. Um, right. But one of, the, one of the things that I'm realizing, and again, this is, this is why a conversation is good for, for those that are even looking forward to entering into mommyhood mm-hmm. or parenting period is that mental health is very integral to living just a balanced life. Right. Like mm-hmm. we have to be balanced. And I think that a lot of times people don't realize that they're tipping the scale because they're usually doing too much in some mm-hmm. other area. But on the, the surface, they look like they're totally balanced and mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. But then mentally, they're anxious, mm-hmm. they're depressed, they can't sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's all these things that are happening. So what I want to know is how do you prepare if, if that's the right word? Is it really, I don't know if the prepare is the right word, but what do you actually suggest to moms that may be living this unbalanced life mm-hmm. <laughs> undercover, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they may not all be so willing to share that that's really how they're feeling, yeah. but what is your advice to those moms that are in that position? Like, how do you, how do you help them get rid of the stress and really come to a place of balance? Right. Gotcha. So what I talk to moms about is setting aside time for yourself, no Mm -hmm. matter if it's 30 minutes for within the week, no matter if it's an hour out of the day, no matter if it's a whole day, set aside time for yourself like that is so important because your time is consumed, whether you're at work, whether you're with your, again, if you're married, if you're with your spouse or if you're with your kid, and if you have zero time to yourself, then that means you have zero time to rejuvenate. That means you have zero time to refill. And so it's so important that you take aside some time. So I have a client now, she has four kids and I tell her, you know, and and she's a single mom. If you're right. And so I know it's difficult for her, but I've talked with her and I've talked with her kids. You know, when mom gets off of work, I need you guys give her 15 minutes, just 15 minutes, just so that way she can just have a moment for herself away from work and away from, you know, the the, the, from the four kids. um, So that way she can be a little bit better for you guys. What was happening was as soon as she gets off work and she's working from home, as soon as she gets off work, here they come. Like they know they, Oh, it's three 30 mom's off work coming, comes into the room. And so she's extremely irritable, has no patience with them for obvious reasons, because I didn't get a chance to transition. And so I talk with the kids to make sure that everyone's on board. If you want to see mom at her almost best self, give her some time. And right. that is so important. I tell people schedule your time. So a lot of times people say, oh, I don't have any time, but have you sat down and tried to schedule it? Because if you look at your schedule, you might be able to find just a little bit of time that you can set aside for yourself, whether that's in the morning, maybe before the kids wake up or whether that's after bed or whether it is you tell your spouse like, hey, Tuesdays is my night where I'm just going to go be by myself. It's so right. important to just schedule some me time. And again, it doesn't matter um, how long it is, just as long as you set aside some time that you can just take a moment to just breathe, 
you know, even if it is just going to go get your nails done. I mean, that's definitely going to be a, a good hour and a half away, you know, right? right. <laughs> right. Uh, whatever it is that you choose to do, you want to go to the gym, you want to um, go to go do some yoga, you want to go to a sauna, whatever it is, even if it is, I just want to go to the park or I just want to get go outside of my backyard and just take a moment. That's that's all because my motto is keep your irritation low so your patience is high. We don't want it to be flipped. If your patience mm. is low and your irritability is high, it's not good for anybody. No, 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 no. And people can pick up on that because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the first thing that you say, it's going to be shocking to yes. hear the way that it comes out. It comes out with so much passion that people are like, oh, what did I do? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, not realizing that it's not really you, but it's a bubbling up of everything. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. agree. And it is very important to take a breath. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I recently learned while taking yoga is that a breath actually just recenters everything. Mm-hmm. So it is important to breathe. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if you have to do that mental countdown of like the five, four, three, two, one, <laughs> right. just to, just to, you know, woosah and really yep. recenter, I think it is important. And that's advice for everyone, yeah. right? Like, Everyone definitely take a break, especially the world that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. So much comes at us. You know, you're probably inside, not really having access to a lot of the things that you had pre-pandemic. And you don't necessarily have to, some people may not necessarily be going into the office, so they don't have to commute. But, you know, you still have to take those breaks because you have to replace what you no longer have access to with something else so that you are again, maintaining some semblance of balance, I think. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But as we speak of advice, girl, I want to know, because I'm sure that so many people have had so much to say to you as a mom. And I want to know, what is your favorite piece of unsolicited advice? Oh, my favorite. (laughs) Because (laughs) we, we all get that. Right. 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 Thank you. But I ask you that question. (laughs) Right. Okay. So my my daughter, um, she's very um, strong willed. Mm -hmm. And so um, like, you know, my my mom will say things like, for example, uh, I would if, if it if it were me when if it were me when y'all were kids, I would do X, Y, and Z. Oh boy. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a different time (laughs) because (laughs) I've had to, with my child, I've had to learn how to work with her versus creating a power struggle. And Mm. so for her, she needs a, she needs to understand. She needs a, someone to sit there and talk to her and explain things. So, you know, we grew up in a generation of, because I said so, Uh which uh uh, it just, it just doesn't, that doesn't work, especially for my child. Um, and so when I sit down and explain things to her, it goes so much smoother because now I understand why you're saying not to do X, Y, and Z. And so I, I, I personally hate the, well, if it was me, I would do X, Y, and Z. Or when I was raising my kids, I did oh. X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. Um, and then even when when she was when she was a baby, I think I got way more um, unsolicited advice just in terms of like not even not even from like my parents, but you know the whole like you don't want to spoil your baby, you don't want to hold them all the time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know, this is something that you will probably never get back. Um, right. And so 
that is to me holding your child is is such a bonding moment because the moment that they uh start walking you know it's, it's they're over you they, right <laughs> they are done you know like, don't hold me <laughs> do not hold me um and then oh i you said one i'm giving you a couple last yeah. one and now uh, i'm like share on share on <laughs> um so my daughter she was um she was she she was not sleep trained at all um and we actually had her in the bed with us we did co-sleeping um but we we did all the the readings on how to properly co-sleep and things like that to make sure that you know we didn't roll over on her or anything like that so anyways um so my favorite one is you better get that baby out your bed (laughs) to <laughs> get that baby out your bed and while i understand why it was necessary to get her out the bed uh as she's gotten older and as i've heard from other moms the reality is these kids gonna want to sleep with you regardless <laughs> and so as as much as we've you know put her in her own bed um and she does sleep in her own bed majority of the nights there are times when she wants to come and sleep with mommy daddy and that's fine you know because again when she's 15 that's not going that's my that's not going to be a thing and i think a lot of times it has a lot to do with their um their need their need for comfort and so sometimes we get so caught up in like what we want that sometimes the kids are just like you know i and they may not know how to communicate it i just need i just need some sort of uh warmth around me tonight i just need some sort of comfort around me tonight and so Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that one. I mean, I have heard trauma stories of, of it going both ways. So I've heard trauma stories of where, and I say in trauma stories, it's probably so extra, <laughs> but the stories of parents that have taken that advice of putting their babies in their own beds very early mm-hmm. and they were like, I need time with my spouse, you know. Right. It, yeah, it goes definitely goes both ways for sure. Right. So, so they were like, this child has got to go. And yeah. then I've heard the stories where the, you know, the kids were crying and they were just like, Yeah, we're not, we're not getting up. And yeah. then I've heard the other stories of where some um some parents were like they did not want to give up uh having the baby in the bed. And then over time they realized that, that their child or children were becoming very needy mm. and they were like, Ooh, I should have put this kid. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so, I, you know, I think it's like, it's like you had it, said before, every child is different. Every and child is different. And I think it, it, every experience is different. So it's hard to right. tell somebody what they should and shouldn't do because I can totally relate to all of those stories because we had our struggles with trying to quote unquote, kick her out the bed and we were frustrated and aggravated. Um, but there are times when I guess now because she sleeps in her bed majority of the time where I, I am understanding as to why she might want to. Um, so I, a lot of times I try to think about how we would feel as mm-hmm. adults if you were used to a thing and then somebody was like, all right, uh, uh, no more. And it's like, but wait, right. like, uh, but I, but I'm enjoying this. And so mm-hmm. I try to like put my mind into the perception of like, okay, if it were me, 
and uh, and I were and I and someone t- did this to me, how would I feel? How would I react to it? And so right. it's not going to be a smooth transition. We just be like, we need you out, you know. But <laughs> it is it is a transition. And it's tough, but again, if it's been the norm, I don't understand why. Like for my daughter, it's like well, why do I have to sleep in the bed by myself when you and daddy sleep in the bed together? Like there's someone else in the bed. So why am I by myself? Like, Mm -hmm. that's like, even though she couldn't articulate that, I could tell that that's what she was thinking. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want company too. This looks like a party. Exactly. (laughs) But again, I think that, again, that's the the makeover of the mind because the mind has to translate into wait a second before it really was just two of us or or one yeah you know, yeah in our situation and now there's two or three mm-hmm. you know like how do I really again take take that time and give myself time and space so that I still feel like myself mm-hmm. in addition to being very present for the others that are part of my life now like right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that balance again that yep. balance is, yep yep and yeah. it's a it's a constant thing. Something that I've been um, telling telling uh, my clients lately is that life is all about maintenance. We think that we right. get to a certain goal, like oh, I've done it, and then we and then we're not. We just give up because we have reached that goal. No, we have to keep going. Like people who mm-hmm. work out, they've met, the, they have the muscles, but you don't see them stop working out because they want to maintain their muscles. So, you know, right. balance, that's a, it's a constant, like you have to maintain it. You have to check in with yourself. You have to go through the ebbs and flows, but to maintain balance is literally maintaining it. Like every single day, you can't just every give up day. on it because yeah, your, your scales are going to tip. Mm-hmm. And you don't want them tipping too far in yeah. either direction. Because, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that can lead to all sorts of other issues that nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to really deal with. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> but I love that. I was going to ask you, because I asked all of my guests this, you know, advice for, for listeners, but you've been giving advice during this entire episode. So this has been <laughs> awesome. I love that it just naturally happened. So mm-hmm. my question for you as we wrap is more around what are you manifesting? Because, you know, you're, you're doing a lot for others. You are creating this space where you're able to pour into yourself. And I'm sure that you are finding ways of maintaining your balance. But what is it that Janelle is manifesting? So I am manifesting... Um, So like you said, I, I'm a very much like, I want to help a lot of people. And so with this book, um, I want this to be bigger. I want it to be, um, maybe, I don't know, even a conference, you know, for, for moms to just kind of all get together and really express like what is going on emotionally, what is going on mentally and just let it be a healing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately um, having more time for myself, my family, and the things that I truly like want to do. Um, because I'm not really, I, I, I'm just not with the whole working all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I feel like life is just, there's just so much more to life. There's so much more to experience than to, um, have to work five days out of the week. Well, I work four days, but still, 
I have to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I am getting there because I went from a job where I was working from like eight to six. And now I create my own schedule since I'm in private practice now. So I'm getting there. You better go ahead. <laughs> Congratulations. And here we go. Just we're talking about that progression, right? So yes. you are getting there and that's how you maintain yep. your healthy balance. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I'm like, you know, you're encouraging me as well to remember to re- <laughs> remember to find the time because I say it to my, my friend all the time. I tell him, I'm like, I need a day in between Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is like really doing a a better job at time management. I tell people how to time manage. So I'm like, girl, you need to to take your own advice. So sometimes it's a little harder when you have to do it yourself, but it is something that I'm like, you know what, you are going to nail it and it's Mm going to be excellent and it's going to be refreshing because it is needed. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one day at a time. One day at a time. Exactly. Exactly. We are on a journey. We are on a forever journey. So we are on a forever journey. And thank you so much for joining Let's Manifest. You know, I really hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. I did. Thank you for having me again. Most definitely. I'm like, I hope this is not the last time that we hear from you. So when you do plan that conference, that mommy spa weekend retreat, um, just <laughs> right. let us know. I'm like, well, let us know. I'm sure listeners would love to hear more from you. And, you know, more than anything, I'm hoping that the moms that have been listening are feeling that they are not only inspired and empowered, but they feel that they now have a sister friend that they can reach out to and share and, you know, follow you on social media and all that great stuff, but truly connect. I think that that's really what it's about connecting and building up that solid mommy community. So absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hoping that that's what people have gotten out of this. And before we go to the next episode of Less Manifest, listeners, don't forget to share this podcast. Again, as I said in the beginning, we review, want to hear from you. Follow Janelle on all socials listed in the show notes. Definitely check out her Insta for advice and tips and ways to live your best life. And if you have any questions or you want to simply just say thank you for sharing, I'm sure Janelle wouldn't mind you dropping her a quick line. And until next time, Let's Manifest. Thanks again, Janelle. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Manifest podcast. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share this with your family. Share this with your friends. Share this with your colleagues. Just share this with your entire community. And until next time, let's manifest.